You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. I'm your host, Al Mega. That's right. And today we're going to be talking about some awesome comics, yo. These creators are just amazing, independent. They're killing it right now. I can't wait to show them off, show off what they're doing because it's just, it's out there. It's for us, yo. It's for us. It's adults. It's, it's good. It's humor. It, it, it's amazingness. First, let me step up to the plate. The first one, the one and only, Mr. CDM, Christian De Mateo. Hello. Hello, thanks for having us, man. Al, thank you. No, no, man. Thanks for coming on. Let me bring out your homie too, man. That your, your partner in crime, if you will. That's right. El único, the one and only James Line. Guys, popping, fellas. What it do? What it do? I'm happy to have you on and talk the greatness of what y'all guys are doing. What's popping? Dude, so psyched to be on. The, the, the people you have on this show, the level of creation, it's an honor to be here, man. Thank you. Nah, man, we're lucky. We're the ones that are lucky and blessed to have people like you. Because you, you listen, you, you just like them. You're as creative and, and as awesome as anyone has ever been on this show. So you know what I mean? Don't even sell yourself short. Uh, I, I'm happy to have you on. I'm the one that's blessed okay. to learn about everything that you've done and how you guys done it. And hopefully my audience can get educated as well, you know, and learn something new here. Like, yo, these how these dudes did it? Where far, you know? Let's do it. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about, first off, where are you guys from? You know, so let's start with Mr. Chris. <laughs> I am from New York. I grew up in Yonkers, New York. Hey. Uh, proud. Proud of the YL. And uh, I'm still in Westchester. And uh, went to college in the Bronx. Uh, so uh, my my pedigree is all around this area: Yonkers, Bronx, and Westchester. Yeah. The only borough in New York that 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 feels the need to start with the. I mean, if you can, the right? audacity up to it. Yeah, <laughs> can't be Bronx. They got to be the Bronx. <laughs> my my father grew up in the Bronx, and uh, years ago he had, he had a window company, and whenever the uh, the assistant was writing out. Envelopes to people that live there. Yeah. You always stop her and go, you got to put the in there. <laughs> Bronx, New York. And he was like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> the Bronx. That was you heard. What about you, James? Where are you from? Hey, I'm from the Mayapack, New York. Uh, yeah. That's uh, way upstate for all you uh, city folk. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a Brooklynite, so all right. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, uh, I spent, uh, I lived for five years in uh, Brooklyn. I went to uh, Pratt Institute down there. Oh, bet. Okay. Lived uh, right off the uh, Class Night Avenue exit, like uh, on the G train. Oh, bet. That, that's my line, kid. I grew up in Greenpoint. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah just Nassau Avenue, kid. That was my exit. And then Nobody I would have to walk like, okay, umpteenth blocks to get home because there's no trains. <laughs> Got into a lot of fights in Greenpoint. 
yo, Greenplay, yeah, man. Yo, listen, yo, people know how to, yo, listen, people just don't know how to act and keep for free. A couple of drinks and them shit just pops off. And this, the thing is, though, that that, that whole culture has changed. It, you know, there's so many more bars now. It's, it's become so much more fun. When I was growing up, not so much. You know, you guys had the bars and the music. We had the gangs and the knives. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so I, I was down there in the what years? Uh, mid mid nineties. Okay. Uh, oh, worse. Okay. So we may have bumped into each other. You never know. Yeah, it's possible. Know. Maybe we even did it out one night. No, no, man. I, oh, man. No, if you if I beat your ass, you remember that you wouldn't even want to be on this show. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I love Brooklyn. I live down, you know, just uh, just uh, right down by the school. Uh, nice. Clinton, Clinton Hill is called. Oh, Clinton Hill, there, pal. There you go. Nice, nice. So, all right, talk about growing up and finding your tribe. Since I asked Christian first about you, so growing up, what was that first taste in, into pop culture? What was it, and who introduced you? All right. Well, if we're talking pop culture. Uh, if we're talking everything that I love, then the entry point is always my dad. My, my dad was into, is into amazing stuff. He got me into into rock and roll. Uh, he made me watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I, I wasn't even sure I wanted to see it. He's like, sit down. This is comedy. And then he showed me uh, the meaning of life where the dude exploded. And that's my favorite. <laughs> um, right. So he got me into reading. He made me read the prisoner of Zenda, read the swashbuckling stuff. He got oh, me into cool. literature. He got me into music, rock and roll, the blues, everything. And he was into the only thing my father wasn't into because he's much cooler than me. His comics. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> he was, and he didn't know what to do when I got into comics, but I got into comics for a reason he would have been proud of. You should have introduced him to all the amazing people behind it. Like, there are some rock stars behind this shit. Well, yo. Now, now, he, now he knows. Now he knows. Now he loves it. Uh, and he loves what we do. But I, when I was a kid, that wasn't part of his, his thing. He's like, how dare you? That shit is for geeks. I used to beat up kids like you. I got to tell you, thank God for him. He never was like that. He totally let me roll with it. He nice. just didn't get it. But he's like, all right, if that's what you're into. Do you? Do you? Yeah. So, but here's how I got into comics. There was a stationary store I was allowed to bike to in Yonkers. Allowed. I was like 11 years old or something. And this stationary store, it was, it was the 80s and everything was cool, right? The, the magazine rack, for whatever reason, the dude had put the comics down here. And the adult magazines right above it. <laughs> so we always went in to look at the comics. We, you know, kind of going like, like that. You yeah, so can see anything like over the rack. And of course, the girl was always like right there. Of course. Right? And uh, and then one day I looked down and I'm like, who's Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> what and, is this? I've I've been here for years. I've never seen this. <laughs> and uh, I bought my first Spider Man, and to this day, he's nice. My favorite. Do you remember Spider-Man. what issue? It was an annual with Ant-Man, if I remember correctly. Um, nice. You know, I've looked it up, and I'm not sure the years, job, but I swear, maybe it was old on the shelf. It could have been. But that it was an annual with Ant-Man, and it, he's got a – Ant-Man is on top of a gun that's being fired. I have it upstairs. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that was – That should be on your wall, kiddo. My first comment. That's a good, that's a good point. That's yeah, a good man. idea. Yeah, I, that, that was it, and I, I fell in love with the medium. Totally. Wonderful. Uh, so that's that's my intro to it. But all all the rock and roll stuff, whether whatever it is, entertainment, uh, music, music, 
uh, all my dad, and that led me to this next badass area of comics. Wonderful. How about you, James? Man, what's that introduction? Uh, well, so when I was younger, I was always into music. Music's always been my thing, and I. It, I think, so, what was the first band you fell in love with? Uh, I think Judas Priest would be my first. Ah, nice. My first metal band, you know, Led Zeppelin, a close second. Um, I actually had, you know, I had a a friend that his older brother had like this really cool. At the time, the cassette tapes were big, so he had a racks of cassette tapes in his room, and we go in there and steal them because he'd uh, he chase us out of the room if he saw us. But we'd go in there and take them. We'd go and play them on the little realistic cassette player out in the uh, out on the uh, you know out in the street. And I I think that's where I found. Yeah, I, I've always drawn and stuff, but uh, when I was a kid, I was always drawing album covers and stuff. So that's uh, sort of where I got my start. Um, yeah, my my dad always encouraged me with the artwork. He he worked for the New York Times for uh, right, cool. for, for many years as a, a graphic designer and stuff. So he was very supportive of, of my art. I was always getting all these art supplies and stuff from him. I still have some actually. It's amazing how they make stuff last back in the day. I back in the day, yeah, yeah well. markers and stuff that he gave me in the seventies. They still work. Now they're trying to rape you for that money, kiddo. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. It breaks uh, down in an hour. I just built a desk. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 that's that. That was kind of my in, and uh, it was actually Christian that really got me into comics. Um, he uh, introduced me to a story that he was uh, wanted to have drawn, and um, I drew him a single panel, and it all went really well from there, and uh, ha- hasn't stopped. Uh, it's it's been a great. Uh, dynamic duo to use the comic term with us you know we, we've we've had a lot of fun working with each other and it's just like uh you know anytime we talk oh, shop it's oh, like man. uh it's like uh sparks it's just uh incredible you're I, killing uh, me here bro now i need to know though, like, how the hell did you guys even meet james tell me this story yeah so we uh we met at work we uh work the same job so how the hell is so you found a tribe at work <laughs> yeah so we we uh christian uh teaches writing and i i teach uh graphic design and uh visual arts and stuff and uh we uh we we had known each other before we uh started talking comics but uh he actually had given a script to one of the other visual art guys his name's uh mike gracia he uh uh yeah i had been friends with him for a while and he showed me uh he showed me the script as well and i just got really into Christian style and so forth. It's so, uh, so far out and so, so much what I like. It's like, um, yeah, it, it, it kind of, I hate to go keep going back to the metal, but sort of operatic stuff. And hey, he likes to use a lot of myth and mythos and all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I really enjoyed, uh, just, you know, just bringing one of his characters to life. And, uh, that's, that's kind of how we started. And dude, she was walking down the street the way I pictured her while I was typing. He <laughs> framed. And she is right there. Pam is walking down the street. Just when I had been typing, I was watching her walk down the street in my head. And she's exactly on that street, exactly in front of that store window. I'm like, dude, you're inside my brain. And that's what we <laughs> in. We get an idea. One of us gets an idea. And we're, we're in it. And when we're evolving each other. It's not like we're stuck either. We're evolving. James, James looks like a scanner. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I keep waiting for him to explode my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, but he, um, the, 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 I can't think of the word I'm looking for. There's a confluence that happens when we work. I have never had a better creative partnership. Baba, okay, maybe symbiotic relationship. Like you know. Yeah, well, I'm I, I'm a little parasitic, so I don't know. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he uh, he he comes up with all the ideas, and as soon as, as soon as he starts talking, just stuff comes into my head, and um, you know, it's just uh, yeah, match made in heaven. It's perfect. So, how do you get into your space, James? When you 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 know, he sends you some stuff. How do you get into the creative space? Uh, I like to be in a, a quiet place and listen to my music and. Uh, some you know sometimes the early stuff I'll, I'll get together with Christian and we'll sort of sit and draw. I I'll draw and he'll um, you know sort of bounce back and forth. So that's pretty cool for the early stuff. But then you know kind of the hard work comes after. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like Venom or something. So uh, so you know when the when the hard work starts you know i i i like to sort of uh i don't i've never known how to explain it. i kind of tune down and sort of turn off that that upper analytical brain and sort of just uh you know it's almost like listening to music i try to get down to that level where you're just enjoying it and uh you know letting my pencil move around and uh you know sort of just like uh just Vibe enough, you know. I've drawn so long, so it's like other people. You know, it's like it, I always use the basketball ana- analogy with drawing and so forth. You know, it, when you're when you're playing basketball and you're you know you're good at it, which I'm not. But uh, when you are when you are good at it, you're not thinking about all the stuff that you're doing. You're just kind of vibing with it and you know doing your thing. That's so the art thing for me. That's you know if I can get in the right headspace, that's uh, that's how it works for me. Call me the butcher in basketball, bro, because I be living handprints of motherfuckers on 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 farms. I'm sorry, it's not intentional. It's just I play hard, yo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got I, I got no game there. I'm not I'll, there. I'll tell you, I'll give you an example of that what James was talking about. We've got a group of people that we get together. We got film directors, uh, Rob Riley, uh, screenwriters, Rob Syke, and and. Uh, uh, the, uh, Dave Sullivan, and we get together. We do these state these table reads via Zoom, right? And I invited James to it early on. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do there, and I'm like, just come and hang because get the visuals, right? So I watched him do this thing that I've seen him do at meetings at work, where he'll have his pencil down on the paper, and then he's just gone. You just see that he's gone, and I'm seeing him on camera, and my brain, I didn't quite click that it's what I always see when he's drawing because I couldn't see what he's doing, <laughs> and I'm like, crap, is he bored? And at the end of the script, and we're all reading different parts, someone's like, you know, there was a scene I really like where blah, blah, blah happens. And all of a sudden, James picks up a pad with this fully realized scene from a movie. He's like, I kind of pictured it like this. And all these guys I've known for years are just like, oh, wow. Oh, Oh, shit. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's James. And he just goes into this space, and it's just happening. It's awesome. I want to start showing off some of these. The four videos you sent me, I'm going to show them off. And, I, I want, and I'm going to show up one at a time and just ask you some questions on them because this, these are fire. They're very short. So I want people to start getting a taste of what this is so you can start explaining what it is, right? So which was the longest one? I want to make sure I leave that one for last. Was it containment? 
Containment breach is, is the longest one. All right, Beth. Yep. I'm, gonna start, I'm gonna show people first corpus. Check this out first. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah, these talk about that. So so these were little animations I put together in a program called After Effects. Okay. For um actually it, it's probably the, the last video you have, that's the video that we have up on our Kickstarter. So we were just introducing the whole anthology. So I did a bunch of little, um, they're called like uh, 2.5D sort of animatics. Remember, uh, it, it wasn't too long ago. Remember people were into motion comics and stuff? Yeah, man, yeah. Not yeah, for a while. I missed them. I think those were pretty cool. I enjoyed yeah. them. Yeah, they, you know, they've kind of died out a bit, but it's, yeah. it's that same sort of um, technology that I was doing. Um you know, just to you know, liven things up within the the video, and not not just show the static images. Oh, nice, nice. And nice. That, that particular one is the art of Elliot Rodriguez, who's been a fan of ours since we first went out. Elliot Rodriguez. And he, if you go to our Kickstarter for our anthology that's up now, there's a picture of a dragon. That's you said fire earlier. It's literally fire. And oh, it, uh, uh, he's incredible. And that's from a story he did with the writer Ryan Burke. Who put out uh, the comic and comic coronary? And they they were just an incredible team, and their story in the book is amazing. But man, we're gonna talk about this whole thing. Let's show the next one. Let's just his people. If we start talking about where they could buy all this goodness, oh yeah. Ooh, look at that, gorgeous. Talk about that little joint right there. Mature pursuits. Yes, that's that's so sexy. That's a, a, another title, uh, Eros Denardi and uh, Marcelo Biot, right? Marcelo Biot, Eros Denardi, Marcelo Biot is the, uh, he's got this this series he's doing called Infra City, which is great. He is an incredible artist. He he did the, the, the art. And then Eros Denardi shows up and just does coloring that explodes us. And that's from a Definitely. story by Dino Caruso, who's putting out, I mean, this guy's imagination. We watched him because I was the editor-in-chief on this. James is the art director. Uh, our senior editor, Mark Capitelli, is listening right now or watching right now. Uh, they, they, we got to watch these stories come together. They were created for this magazine. No one was able to pull a script or a story out of a drawer. right? And so I got to watch Dino. And as a writer, I'm fascinated by that process, how other people come up with ideas. And then once the script was together, we got to watch Marcelo uh, realize it. And that's the coolest thing for a writer. Amazing. These words and the pictures in your head become real. And then Eros just dropped this color on it. Uh, and uh, I love what James did making that emotion comic because it just it feels so smooth. that Their art just works perfectly uh, in motion. Yeah, I was actually able to grab all their art. So I, I did the animation, but I was able to grab that's all artwork straight out of uh, the the you know containment breach two book. And I was just able to isolate it and uh, you, know, you know make it move and so forth. Excellent. So let's show off the next one. Uh, please, uh, I'm a name butcher. Delphine. Delphine. That's all. Yeah, 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 pronounced it right. Mega sense <laughs> right. Yeah, a win. Let's check this out. <laughs> so this one is is I'll near and dear. Us. <laughs> this one's near and dear to us. This is this is our submission to the book. What is that? So explain, Lucy. Explain. Uh, so we got here. Here's what we did for this anthology. 
the anthology theme is Myth Reborn. And what people had to do was Mythery. I love myth, that word. Myth Reborn, right? <laughs> they had to come up with something that was like mythology. Some they either had to take a classic or even urban myth and turn it on its head, or tell a brand new story, which is what we did, that has the hallmarks of mythology. And we wanted okay. to play with the urban myth. So when we put all the teams together, we asked all of them to submit a theme, any th- a prompt, a comic prompt. We got the terrible twos. We got the guardian of the tree. And then what we did to screw everybody up was we scrambled them and gave them to different <laughs> people, right? So you have to nice. write a mythological comic story somehow incorporating the, the prompt you get. And the one we got was the hidden truth. And I had had this idea for a while about a rat tormenting a wonderful person because (laughs) this guy it's a new york thing we're obsessed yeah imagine that son of a bitch that's as big as a cow you saw on the subway coming into your house that the one that had the pizza slice yeah exactly (laughs) the guy that runs by you and brushes your leg and you think it's a it's a kid you know that that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you around. know what? Can I take a ride on you? Because this train does is still not coming. Yeah. Especially that G train, motherfucker. The one that turns around and looks at you, be like, what's your problem? All <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> this you is not the state. No, Mr. Rat. No, I oh Mrs. Rat. Let me let me not the here. <laughs> You're underground. You're in my world now, right? Um, yeah, so- I will not fuck around with them, bro. No. So we got this, we got the prompt, the hidden truth. And I got the story in my head, which I am, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it here, but I don't spoil, but give us a tease. So that the the tease is that I wanted the rat to be in this person's apartment, which is naturally terrifying. A rat though? I want a mouse, an apartment, a mouse I could handle, but a fucking rat in an apartment, bro, you fucking with me now. But I, I didn't have, I didn't have the hook yet. And then I get the prompt, the hidden truth. And let me say this. It's got a Lovecraftian concept behind it. There's there's more going on than you realize. And it's worse than you fucking think. Right? Thank you. Well, so what do I do? I write this really screwed up stuff. I Listen, Al, I thought a lot (laughs) of people were going to put horror in the book. They're going to do horror stories. Yeah. And we got a couple. But it became clear by the time we were done that we've got all these wonderful, incredible, creative people working with us, and I have a mental problem. I'm clearly a sick person. <laughs> because this is the black soul of the book. This is the holy shit. The- is it in the middle? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, <laughs> where the hell are we going to put this? It's like the big shocker of the song on the mixtape. It's like where where do you put it? Right. So, well, then what happens is that this sick bastard gives a script to that sick bastard. And and then I'm looking at the stuff that he drew that was my idea. And I'm like, dude, you're screwed up. Yeah, man, I, I thought I was fucked up. God damn. Because yeah, he made it real. And now this thing that I had, it, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this terrible thing happened? I'm like, oh. Yeah, right? How much worse can we make this motherfucker? Isn't this great? Yo? You know, at the end of the day, even Kevin says, agree, just make this shit as fucked up as you can. I love it. Wait, wait, wait till you see how he gets into the apartment, how the rat gets into the apartment. I don't even want to know, bro. I used to live in Long Island City. Let me tell you, bro, that uh, we took over the apartment from my mom-in-law, so I cleaned shit out. And I kid you not, and one day with glue traps, I caught 14 mice. Oh, wow. 
That building was infected. That's why I said I'm going to Massachusetts, yo. <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you that the whole time I was in Massachusetts, I did not see one roach, one mouse. <laughs> they can't I'm afford like, it. Yeah, apparently. No, no, listen. I was we live in nice and an affordable town. It, it, you gotta know where to live over there. I was only an hour out from Boston and 30 minutes from Providence. Oh wow. Oh, what a location. And then the rent was uber cheap. Nobody bothered nobody. Everything was local. Like, you know, you had your bodega, if you will. And then you got your supermarket. You sit, you're good. You ain't going to starve. You don't got to drive nowhere if you don't need to. And it's good. Even your barbershop. Like, it was funny. I said, I live in Mass, but I was getting my cut in Rhode Island. Because literally, I live on the borderline of, of of that. So I would get my hair cut in Rhode Island. <laughs> I, I Boston is one of my favorite cities in the world. I love Boston. Yeah, but only one pizza shop understands what a, a, a slice is. Well, you don't you don't leave New York for pizza. You just don't. You don't, but because motherfuckers <laughs> in Massachusetts say, "Yo, this is a slice." They give you this shit that's meant for a five years old's hands. You feel me? Yeah. Like this is not a slice, guys. Yeah, give I, me I, that shit that folds, that cracks. Like even in Florida, they're bougie. You want to laugh? I, I've seen these motherfuckers come up with forks and knives, sit at the table eating their pizza. And I'm, I'm the asshole like this, like folding that shit, eating. I'm looking at them like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I live up in Connecticut now. And if you don't, first off, if you ask for a pie, they don't know what you're talking about because they don't call them pizza pie. No, what do they call mm-hmm. it? Uh, a pizza. But they, you know, if you say, you know, what, what's the first thing you say? You call up and I want a, I want a large pie. And they're like, we don't sell pies. <laughs> and they, you bastard! You know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> and the, the second thing they do is, unless you ask, they don't cut it in pie slices. They cut it in squares. Squares? Yeah, yeah. I they, will fuck you up <laughs> if you cut my pie up in squares. I swear to God, I'll go. If I listen, if I know my wife would just give me shit if I come off if she opens that box and it looks like that. <laughs> You know I what I mean? It's like, yo, how dare you? Uh, you? Do you know what my wife just called me because of you? <laughs> Every once in a while, my wife will forget to say, cut it like a pie. And then I give her shit for that. I was like, all right. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I love, I love it. So now we know their brain food when they get creative. Is that good the, pizza. The geometry <laughs> of pizza is very, very important. It's it, be- it, it is. It is. It is. It really is. You know, now my daughter's vegan, so now she's not gonna enjoy the 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 amazingness of a real pizza. I, I wouldn't even know how to exist as a vegan. Yeah, I, I yo know, listen, and the whole shit is in my poor fridge. You know what I mean? They only make square pizza. No, none of they only make that, but that's the first choice of cut, Ken, if you believe it. <laughs> they don't wanna go with the old school triangle and shit. This motherfucker you know, this is supposed to be about comics. We're talking about being like chef where are these men making pizza over here. Dude, Dude, I'm a fat guy. You can talk about food for the whole show. And, and, and some beer. Look, I got frat beer. My friends that make fun of me. I don't give a fuck, bro. You know, in Massachusetts, I used to pay a dollar for this. This is the whiskey I'm drinking these Joe days. Joe got a gun. I ain't fucking with you. Dude, <laughs> so if we're pulling our boots. <laughs> yes, it can. You are lying. My okay. daughter gives shit to the restaurants. Let me tell you that we went to the, uh, what is it? Some some place, Disney something over here. That's at the little, like, they have restaurants and all that, right? Disney has and, restaurants now? 
No, no, yeah, they have this little place, a little community, if you will, and it's, it's restaurants open to the to the Florida residents and and, and, and tourists. They have like a, a rock and roll joint, you know what? What is it? A Hard Rock, um, okay. BB Kings, all that type of shit. Like over a, there. a theme restaurant. Yeah, yeah, there are many theme restaurants in that area. Disney Springs, there you go. That's what it's called. And uh, Kenneth, you don't understand. It's a nightmare to go with my daughter eating these places. We went to a spot there, and is it vegan? They bring the plate. She goes, I don't think this looks vegan. I ordered a burger, and she ordered a vegan burger. I'm like, baby, this does not look the fucking same. Are you insane? And, and yo, she had to have the chef come out and like be like, yo, yes, it's vegan. Yo, I separate everything. I'm like, damn, you're seriously making a scene in a restaurant for this shit? <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 I want to meet you. I'm a carnival. I, I don't understand. I, I, I understand, but that, but I'm just, you know, I understand your feelings. <laughs> I'll go with that. But, um, you know, come on, man. I'm not going to turn down a Cuban sandwich. You feel me? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I sometimes have those feelings until someone puts a steak in front of me. And then I'm like, well. Yo, cows are nice, but they taste good too. Oh, say, oh, <laughs> Evan, you evil bastard! Of you, hello, Evan. We're you know what? You know what happened? He looked, he saw little shop of horrors and he said, "Fuck you, plants! I'm gonna tear you guys up." Need me, Seymour? Right? No, I ain't Seymour. <laughs> My name is Evan, and he tore that shit up. So, my man. So, Evan. You know, yeah, let, let's talk about some of this art. Let me share some of the art, too, because you guys are fucking awesome, and you guys have such a great spirit. You guys are so creative. You guys have some fun. So let's show people, you know, your website, you know, right here, what's going on when it comes to the art, right? So, I mean, look look, look at this gorgeousness. So talk about, you know, you, what was Myth Reborn? What's all this good stuff here? Kickstarters, funding. Oh, my God. Look at that. I like me this. I like me a negrita. Look at that. Me, too. You know what I mean? That's, that's my flavor. You you like you, you hit me. I like, I, like, I like me. I like me. I like me that dark skin girl. That's poor Delphine. Yeah, that's Delphine there. Then right, where, But who's the inspiration? If I'm disrespecting your lady, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's James's brain. <laughs> no, I'm about to say you wish that lady looked like that. She's, I get an, amal- it. she's an amalgamation. Of, uh, and look at the size of this fucking rat. I swear to God, this motherfucker lived on Morgan Avenue in Greenpoint. <laughs> I wanted Delphine. We never say specifically, but uh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! For real? that really happened, dude. That's I never, spoke, I never spoke that girl again. I was like a betrayal. Uh, really? I'm, I'm sitting there, my fat ass, and I'm like, uh, like <laughs> with a side of bacon, and she looked at me. The waitress looked at me like How I was, dare you. Like I was Satan. And I'm like, I, I need to go kill the pig myself. I, I you tell me what to do. <laughs> Yo, bro, I want you listen. No way. I, 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 have, my wife makes this, makes the tofu and everything for our daughter. I smell this. I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> tofu was created to be the tiny little squares in miso soup. That, no, that, no. The way, the way I read it is tofu. So <laughs> it's like I see it as the scraping from under your nails put together. That, no, I'm not eating that. that. Horrendous. <laughs> Mark, I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> so, oh, shit. Who the hell is um, Amazon is talking about nail scraping? Oh, well, you got you got an echo in there, huh? <laughs> ah, 
If we so, are honest, the pussy animals, why are they made out of meat? <laughs> bro, you're going to be stuck getting me in trouble. Fucking kidding. <laughs> all right, but no, I'm, no, I'm, no, a, I'm a carnivore. It's all right, folks. We could eat what we want. It's okay. Uh, Tom is in is in containment, Rich. Tom, uh, 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 he is. Tom lettered a one page comic that I wrote and uh, and Gabe Martini drew. That's nice. uh, about, about the mythical golem, and that's in the book. Uh, and Tom, the the, the Tom, mythical golem. What yep. if I told you it was real? Well, I, <laughs> then I wanted to start doing chores around the house. And now you're going to die because this is the absolute truth. I know many Italians. You don't you don't disrespect Italians like this. You know what? Mamma mia, you don't do no shit like that. That's a fangu, you motherfuckers. Like, how dare you? You know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck is Tetragrammaton? That's the name of the one-page comic about the golem. The Tetragrammaton. Tetragrammatron. You're like testing my vocabulary skills here on this motherfucker. It was the magic letters you had to carve into the chest of the golem to to breathe life into it to make it come to life. And it's basically Yahweh. Ah, okay. The name of the story that Tom lettered and Gabe drew was Tetragrammatron. Goddamn. Could you not make a harder word come out with this motherfucker? Goddamn. I have no desire to ever be popular. I make all my shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you want to make it impossible to remember. I'm a goddamn weak head. I would never remember no tetragrammaton. I'm, you know what? Maybe I will because you I am a weird. I come up with the most weirdest shit. You know, just, have you ever touched a tetragrammaton? What? What? I even fucked it up now. Never mind. No, no. Dude, see, it sounds like it could be a strain. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is a great strain. James, I know you know about strains. It's awesome. Yeah, so see, Al, if, if you were high right now, you would. Completely understand that that word. It's like one of the, <laughs> you, you know what though. You would pontificate on that for like ten. You minutes. know what though. You know That's what they've told people not to assume, right? You have no idea what I did. How many minutes are we in? Thirty-four minutes prior to the podcast. <laughs> uh, listen, but I got good shit over here, bro. Florida. What do you mean by gaming over here? Look at this guy. Oh, gaming, gaming. You tell me, but I'm, I'm mispronouncing everything today. And Mark is talking about depends on how we how do we taste? Uh, who knows, bro? You know, a sweaty New York Italian, I don't know, bro. Fucking meat sauce, who knows? Well, it, it, you know, it's a quick line from vegan to cannibal, apparently, in the in the chat there. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a very swift threat. How do you feel about cannibal holocaust? Is that okay? I don't know. I did not dig that movie. I it's it was too much just for the shock and uh not enough. It was. And there's a scene where they chop up the turtle. For yeah, real. that broke my heart, bro. There right? was no reason to kill that turtle. Certainly not for that movie. Yeah, yeah. Bro. <laughs> bro, and they did that real shit back then. That was foul. And it, it's like the faces of death when they did that monkey shit. That fucked me up as a kid, nope. bro. Nope. No, thank you. Don't need Have that. you seen all the faces of death? No. Nope. I remember that when we saw one of the movies where somebody jumps off a building, and I was watching it with my Puerto Rican cousin that basically just came off the boat. And he is like, yo, papi, ese tipo sonó como una chuleta. I'm like, okay, so translation. He said, yo, this motherfucker sounded like a pork chop falling off a building. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was dying. I was like, yo, he goes, 
he goes, yo, cuz, you're like, you know, in Spanish, he's like, yo, cuz, you're fucked up. Why are you showing me movies like this? Okay, that guy needs, that guy needs to write. All right. I could hear that. It was a great description. (laughs) I could hear the description of a poor chap boy. This is the same cousin that one day we started throwing darts in the air and he didn't move and got chopped in the neck. And then my mom gave me a beating for, you know, stabbing my cousin with a fucking dart. (laughs) He should have moved. Hey, That's what I told though. I said he's a stupid one, mom. I like, but you still threw it. I was like, damn. As long as it's not those lawn darts, you know. Like, you ever seen those lawn darts? Oh, I said no, that wasn't. It was the old school darts, and this motherfucker just stood there on it. Like, are you stupid ass? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we kids from the '80s were fucked up. This, I'm sorry. This is what we were. I love it. It's and this is what this feels like. This is inspired like by some '80s narratives. I think. It's, tell me, am I lying? No, you know, I, I think a lot of people look at my artwork and they always say it it has that spark of the the old school stuff. But it, like I said, I, I was always drawing stuff, you know, like uh like this maiden car. I can't tell you how many times I drew this car. Oh my god. Right, that, this was all this was like on every notebook I had. It, remember the old school like blue Bro. the three ring binders, the blue ones? Yeah. I used to draw this on like every one, you know. So my dude, my dude. The reason I would buy Dead World is because of that artist that behind those he was doing the covers for the Dead World series. And would you believe it that one day in Rhode Island I found Dead World first print number one nine point eight for a quarter. Wow! Yeah, my my friend is like, "Why are you buying that? Ah, you you're corny. You love zombies." I'm like, "Yeah, but yeah, I got a nine point eight on this. You have no idea. He's not a rock fan. Like you, motherfucker, you have no idea." I got people right here talking, Eddie! And Alex talking about what up, you know? Shout out to Alex, to Kenneth, to Evan, to Mark, you know what I mean? To everybody. Tom, big, big, big Tom, bro. Everybody. For tuning in, but you see, bro, you got much love here. So talk about, like, talk about this project, you know, what, what inspired it, and, and where can we get our hands and stuff like this? What is it all about? So last year, we decided to do an anthology, and it went great. It, we kind of did it like a zine, and uh, it it's like zine size. Yeah, not zine size. It's it's a graphic novel size, right? Like oh, that. I need one of those. Look at that. Let me see side view, side view, side view. The the the, the spine. Nice. How many pages? Look at that. Nice. It looks like a prestige format. Beautiful. But we were so excited about this because it was like fifty pages, right? Fifty. Dude, beautiful. Dude, our new one is a hundred and sixty-five pages. Right. What the fuck? How the fuck do you jump from that to, to that many? Wow. People came out for it. So we had a great time doing it last year. It was something we did during quarantine because the world was terrible. We wanted to do something good, right? So this Wonderful. year, it gets stuck in my brain. It gets stuck in James' brain. We're like, we got to do another containment bridge. So this time, we put out a call for submissions. And we're members, by the way, a bunch of, a bunch of these fine people on the chat are from the comic jam. I didn't show containment yet either, did I? Uh, no, not yet. The comic- All right, but finish your comic. We're going to show containment. Awesome. Uh, there is an incredible website. Uh, it's an incredible group of people just making comics. That's where me, Gabe, and Tom got together to make that Golem comic, right? So we put a call out all over, just through the internet, 
and we got all these people submitting portfolios. They're writing portfolios. portfolios. We played matchmaker on almost all of them. We got one team that. Oh, uh, man, the love connection. Look at these guys. There you go. Comic Jam. Absolutely. Uh, hey, right there. Yo, Kevin just threw it out there. Comic Jam. Yeah. So we, we played matchmaker, and some of the people we put together are now making other projects, and they made nice. incredible stuff for us. We wanted this, we wanted this book to explode. But James keeps talking about we gotta watch the page count, and then another amazing story comes in. We gotta watch the page count, and another story. The final they're like, Well, fuck it, whatever the page count is, it's gonna be. This puppy is 164 pages, I think. Ooh. We got 17 unique stories in there, right? From creators, over 35 creators, literally wow on the planet. It got people from India. We got Sahith Tiger from India. We oh, got Kunamali, wow. who's Indian and living in Venezuela. We got uh, Elliot Rodriguez from Peru. We got Sammy Ward in England. We got uh, Marissa Brignol in uh, in uh, British Columbia, Canada. Mm-hmm. And that's just some of them. We got people from all over the world. And they some of them have never been published before. And they should have been getting published for years. Do this book. I cannot tell you how proud I am of it. And and let me tell you how much I worked on this. James laid out the entire thing. <laughs> all, all, <laughs> once this became a reality, it's like, hey, dude, look what we did. Do something with it. And James has been working his ass off making this puppy come together. And it is sexy. This is a sexy book. And, so, and I'm not, I, and I, I feel comfortable saying that because it's an anthology. We only got three stories in there. It's all the other people that have done great stuff. I miss anthologies, man. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that. I mean, that's how I grew up. I mean, I grew up in Sarasota, Conan. You know how many stories you got on that. Those are are anthology books. I grew up in that stuff. I mean, that's the good stuff. That's what you want. On that 2008 level, it's like, for some odd reason, the American market, at least this younger generation, is so opposed to that. But I'm glad to see that, you know, people are realizing the amazingness behind that. And so let's show this one though. I gotta show it off before I get James talking some goodness. It's off containment. This is the longest one. This is some sexy ass shit. Fuck so this is the uh, the video that's on the Kickstarter. Well, but let's do it. That that video, I thought it was going to be the 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 that video, which is unbelievable, was cut together by film director Rob Riley. No, really. I I I I spoke wrong. So that's a that's a promo for CB One. I I I thought we were going to show the one that was on Kickstarter. So that that's give me give me a Kickstarter link, and I'll show that shit right now, man. Let people know. So you can just do a Kickstarter and. um, how about you do this, look, folks? Look, you're not gonna see this, folks. But you see when I say hello, guys, that's only between us. Send me that link and I'll play that joint right now. And look, and look, and look at Mark. He like dying. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, so that, that was some artwork that was in um, the first containment breach. The uh, the second one is out on Kickstarter right now. We got some love out there on Kickstarter. We funded in uh, thirty six hours. Thirty six. Uh, get out. Thirty six. Oh my God, yo! Out of that feet. Oh wait. So what attempt was that, if you will, in your Kickstarter journey? That that was our first one. Your first number one. Yeah, that was our that was our first one. And uh, get the fuck out of here! So your first still... project got like funded. Congratulations! You, that must yeah. feel so good, dude. I, we're still going quick. strong, so you yeah. can still go out there. So so uh, so Al, if you just type in, uh, I gave you know, we'll come no, right wait, we're gonna do this right now, kiddos. You know what I'm doing? Come on, guy. Come on, James. Boy, you're talking to a fellow Brooklyn there right here. Let's get it done. Check this out right here. Uh, make sure I share audio. Yes. It was sharing audio, right? I need to make sure I'm doing it. Like, yeah, it was before. Previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah just got to make sure. Listen, technology is weird. You know how it goes. <laughs> confirm and reconfirm. That's the way I handle it. So let's do it, kiddo. <laughs> James, can you tell us a little bit more about what this Kickstarter is for? Yeah, then. So this is Fugitive Poems' first Kickstarter. Um, we got 40 self-published yep. uh, containment breach one, uh, which was more of a friendly thing. This one, we've really taken a much more professional edge on. We've got a whole lot of uh, artists and writers working together. I think we have 14 stories that are going to be going into uh, – uh, Containment Breach 2, the uh, theme is Myth Reborn. And uh, since Christian's the writer, I'm going to hand it over to him. He can talk a bit about how Myth Reborn started. Well, our first uh, our first anthology, as James said, a friendly venture. We wanted to see what it would be like to put one out, and it came into a book. Uh, the theme for that was Quarantine Chronicles, for uh, uh, reasons anyone who's lived through 2020 doesn't need explained to them. Uh, but we, uh, we decided to give that another shot and create a containment breach series that would each be themed. And the idea of mythology of myth and reborn is that we are allowing our creators and ourselves, because we have stories in the book as well, to take any story from any mythology at any time period. It could even be modern urban, any myth, and move the characters, change the characters to a different time, a different place, different characters, screw around with it and tell a new story. Or to create a brand new tale never told before with all the hallmarks of legend. And that that's, that's our project, dude. And the people in it are amazing. And the book is beautiful. And we are headed for our first stretch goal. And we've got a second stretch goal. I, I'm not going to say... It looks absolutely beautiful. I, I, absolutely. Hey, look right here. Look, look at this right there. Look at Lizette, shout out. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Look at you got, got a new fan right here, yo. It's awesome. Hello, Lizette. And that first voice you heard is Evan, by the way. That gentleman right there. Who's hey! We're going to be... So we got... Uh, Al, we got a, a YouTube channel that we started. And the people in this book, we're populating it with interviews I did 
with the people in this book because what we nice. want with the future with the uh, containment breach series is to raise up all these independent artists like ourselves Beautiful. so they can be seen. So I wanted to do interviews with all of them and get them out there so people could see the faces behind these brilliant, brilliant comics. Uh, we're dropping uh, Leland Bjerg tonight, right, James? Hey, in about ten minutes. He's coming up. Yep. About 10 minutes. You look at these guys teasing some stuff. Folks, you better tune in. 10 minutes. You better get the, well, not, get the not, fingers ready like George Justin. Not until we're done. No, you go there later. No. Uh, that's right. That's but right. we wanted, we, if, please go to the website and uh, go to uh, YouTube and subscribe. Because uh, we got some incredible, you get to see the artists and they talk like, like Al is so cool to let us do here. Talk about the, the, pro, the, the product of the process rather uh he's letting me talk even though i clearly can't to talk about the process of making stuff and being into cool stuff you know so um but the the website the uh, kickstarter we're headed for our first stretch goal we've got a second stretch goal i'm just going to say the name if you know jack van thom that's all i'm going to say unbelievable artist the first stretch goal is an unbelievable poster a print of J- from James, that anyone who ordered a physical level will automatically get the minute we hit our first stretch goal, six grand. And every bit of money we're getting, we're using to get these books out into the universe Beautiful. so we can see what we're doing and what Ow. incredible contributors are doing. Out, so, uh, see if you can find the, uh, the we got the cover up there, right, person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the or was that just on the update? I think it was just on the update. Uh, all right. Um, you send you send me email me an image and I'll share it on screen. Don't you worry, I'm here for you guys. You send me all the information. Want me to give it to you on Twitter in the chat? In the uh, send it to me on the Twitter and I'll throw it. And I'll th- I'll download it and throw it on. Don't you worry, I got you guys. Come on, man. This is all about a celebration of amazing independent creators with an amazing project that obviously you're giving back to the independent community, putting on new people. Which is what's great because that's what comic is all about too. It's a celebration, you know. It's like helping people move forward, putting others on to all these amazing and different stories that we have access to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we met so many cool people doing this. Um, yeah, so- I mean, it's you and I both. I mean, we've we've been on this this amazing journey where we've been connected with people, you know, on, on all levels of creativity, which is just you know. I mean, just amazing. And I'm humbled with the people I've had the opportunity to meet and speak with. I mean, and just, you know, just, just be around. Even with you guys, I mean, you guys are the future. I'm pretty sure that the way that your route is going, I'm pretty sure I'm going to probably see one day a whole anthology series on TV, a, a, a la like creep shows shit. Oh, you know what I mean? I would love to do something like creep shows. that? Yeah, man, and talk about. I mean, look at that cover. Look how sexy. Look at those colors, yo. James, James showed me this, and I was. It's pure metal. I. I yeah, I, yo. he is. He's unbelievable. He's an that. unbelievable artist. Gorgeous color. I love the color usage here. Everything. The fugitive pose. Everything. I love the font. You know, the everything. This is a great looking cover. How did you even connect with this whole creative community? Again, I mean, how easy was it to find uh people? Thanks, Mark. Twitter. I appreciate you. Much love. Twitter. Twitter. Isn't Twitter great? I, 
Yo, people be shitting on Twitter, but Twitter is awesome if you know how to navigate it. And and again, I always tell people this: the black button is great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Uh, you, do you know the Jay Z song "No Hook"? Yeah, okay. one of my. Favorites. Who are you asking? <laughs> my favorite. I don't need no hook, right? He's got like, and I can't remember the exact line, but he's got this incredible string of rhymes about navigating around all the shit in the streets and that's twitter right yeah. that's twitter it's like you it is. there's all this girl there's all Freeze. these wonderful fucking people out there and there's oh. just monsters lurking around every corner yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all creative and then people want to shut shit down but when you know where to find it and the indie comic community they're just creators they're yep. creators, and they want to talk. And this is how I found out about the Comic Jam. This is how I met Jordan Patrick Finn, who edited Delphine for us. Nice. Uh, and, and you got to check him out. His book, Death Kanji. Imagine a samurai Lovecraft story. Death Kanji. It what? Death Kanji. If Lovecraft wrote a samurai story. What? And was written, I love Lovecraft. Don't fuck with me right now. Same, and samurais. Come on. Same. Well, well on, you have bro. a top knot. Yes. Yeah, right? I, I, I do my hairstyle the same way, but I actually put it like in the middle. And my wife like, why you put it like that? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I got my fucking swords up there. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> I met him. Doug Wood. Matt Battaglia, who's in this in this book. Doug Wood has been such a mentor to us. We just got on Twitter and started talking cool shit, and cool people came out. It's connected. Uh, and it, 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 it's work. You know what that's called? Twitter, right. I'll tell you what that's called. When they started connecting, Jim Steranko, he told me about this oh, wow. in person. It's called psychomagnetism. People of a like mind and a like, like energy will always be attracted to each other somehow. So he calls wow. it psychomagnetism. Jim Starenko told you that, huh? Yes, dude. This homie, he in his suit. I love this homie because he's old school. I approach him. Like I told you before, I used to go up to people and just create a conversation. My, I knew he was in, in chat mode when he lifted his leg and put it on the chair. Put his knee, you know, his elbow on his knee, going like this. So let me tell you about this. Yo, bro, 20 minutes passed. I was mesmerized. Me, It was me and my homie. We turned around. I swear to God, there was 50 people there. I'm like, I'm so sorry I'm taking up your time. He's like, nah, shut up. Let him talk. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. And bro, I can picture him in that suit. Yeah, the way he, yeah, exactly. The turtleneck, and he's like telling me, I get up at three o'clock in the morning, walk my dog, walking up in the mountains. Homie's stomach is harder than my motherfucking table, son. I was embarrassed. Like, homie in better shape than me at his age, son. He's talking about how he, how he inspired Mr. Miracle and all that good shit, talking about the people he met on subway trains via psychomagnetism. I'm like, wow, bro. You got to meet homie, son. You guys got to connect. I mean, because, again, you guys are the future, too. It is some real shit. I love it. Uh, you know, to connect with people like you. I can't wait to meet you guys in person. So let me ask you guys. So are you guys doing any type of convention anytime soon? And if so, like, where can we possibly see you in person? James? Okay. James. Either or. <laughs> Whoever knows the schedule. <laughs> We're not. Go ahead. This is on the list for us. So we... Uh... 
we, we, we got to get out there. And now, you know, we spent so much time on this project that, you know, it, or at least I, you know, I've been like holed up in this room for so long. <laughs> we, uh, we, we've been talking about comic cons, but you know, with the whole COVID thing, we sort of put it on hold last, last time around. So we, uh, we're going to definitely get into that circuit, right. uh, at least locally and regionally, maybe not all across the country yet, but we're, we're definitely going to start hitting those up. And now, you know, now that we have this containment breach, we got, you know, we got some products to put out there. We're, you know, we're excited about getting out there and getting to meet people and, um, you know, shaking hands and meeting other artists and writers and so forth. So, yeah, it's, uh, we don't have any dates that we can uh, proposition yet, but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep you informed. No doubt. And let us know, man. I want to share this with people because you guys doing some stuff is going to be hella fun. If you go to our site, if people go to our site, there there are three comics up there for free. We want people to get a taste of what we are doing. You better go right there for let me put that bad boy up. Hey, but, and there's there's a lot of cool stuff up there, and it's all cool. It's all cool because of James, right? I'm I do the writing. There's nothing sexy about what I do. And Every- I cannot imagine what James could be pulling out that beard of his, bro. <laughs> Dinner from yesterday, oh. but uh... <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Hey, listen, I used to have a big beard too, and sometimes I used to find shit. What the fuck is this, dude? We were talking about Carlin. Carlin had a whole routine about stuff you find on your body, but it's true. It's true. As you get older, bro, it's, it's some real shit, bro. <laughs> rice, rice is like the worst thing. You can hide in there. <laughs> if you find a rice thing in your belly button, you better stop eating shirtless. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I don't have that problem. It bounces off the trampoline above the <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I hit somebody else in the eye with the rice. Oh, you <laughs> motherfucker. Don't eat rice next to me, fucking Chris. Goddamn. <laughs> Fat ass put a shirt on. Uh, <laughs> so if you go to that site, you're going to see a story called River and a story called Distributary, which is a sequel. You want to see some crazy shit that James did, right? This was sort of our, our opening salvo. It was our, our shot across the bow. And one of our next projects, probably our net probably our next Kickstarter, is gonna be actually Al, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you some shit that nobody sees. Hey oh tease everybody fucking how are you with nudity? No, I'm kidding. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Well, as long as a real person, I think we're okay. So, <laughs> first, uh, the first chapter is River. The second chapter is Distributary. Okay. The rest of it, there are three more parts. It's a whole one-shot graphic novel. It's going to be, and I have it. Very few. Oh, no, he's he's going to pull out his maniacal uh, yep. game plan here. Watch this. Look at it. This is <laughs> the entire. Where am I on the camera? There we go. This is. God the- damn. That's the story. You ever That's seen Seven? Yo, exactly. I do not understand that. That <laughs> shit is fucking worse than Doctor's handwriting. God <laughs> damn! Everybody's asking, "Is the shirt coming off?" No, <laughs> nobody wants that. Nobody yeah. wants that. The shirt no. is much cooler than I'll ever be. Are you guys trying to get me banned on YouTube? You know, once they I, see out there, unless Christian leaves and someone else comes in. <laughs> You got anyone lined up? We got Chris's body double coming in shortly. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I am the double body. You want the single one? He's got, he's got Marky Mark in the in the background there. Oh, oh shit, bro! The motherfuckers. You tell me you got them Calvin Klein's, you motherfuckers. 
So that's the story. That's the rest of it that's that I'm writing now. Okay. And if you if you go to the website, you can read the first two chapters for free, and you'll see where and it's crazy what James did. Right. And that's gonna be just James and I. Uh and um that's uh, that's what's coming. That's one of the things that's coming. But the big thing, the thing we got together, Martin, that is as chaotic as my brain is. The thing that got us together is that script we told you about. And we're working toward it. It's going to be a, a long arc story, not a series that goes on forever, but a long arc story. And uh, oh, there, there it is. There's uh, River. So, get a, to get us back on the Kickstarter, this thing. So, that, so this is Containment Breach One. We made up like 25 of these to keep them exclusive. So this is only 25 of these in print. You can get one of these. Oh, word. On the Kickstarter. So it's it's called the, the Legacy Tier. You can get this one and the new one. Uh, I, I don't remember the price offhand. But in the back, oh. what reminded me is this this has the first official print version of, of River. This oh, is River. Oh, nice. So that's the one to get for you, like, uh, as speculators that love comics. And, and I think that, you know, when it's become a TV show, this is the issue you need to have. And, and by and by the way, retailers can get that too. So they have both in their in their shop. Oh, so you offer retailers an opportunity too to buy the books. So now that's the big thing we're working on right now is getting this in local comic shops. When I tell you the people in this book need to be seen, I'm literally I'm I'm walking down streets as well as using the internet to get knocking on doors because I want this book we have out there. We have two retailer tiers on the, on the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, that retailers can get an incredible deal on multiple books. Uh, the first level, so the legacy thing we were talking about is, uh, hold on, I'm looking at it right now, is, wow, I can't find it. Where the hell did, oh, there it is, there it is, there it is. The legacy level is 75 bucks, and you'll get containment breach one, which is only 25 first printings available in the world, right? And you get, like, you get containment breach one and two, and they'll both be signed by James, right? And you get the poster, right? So that's nice. now the retailer level. If you order, if a retailer wants, they can get three books for 40 bucks. That's that three for the price of two, right? That's retailer level one. And they and they'll get posters. They'll get posters to hang up in the shop to do whatever nice. they want with, right? Retailer level two is is 80 bucks, and that is uh six books uh for the cost of four. And they get Wonderful. the promotional posters. And if we hit when when we hit our first stretch goal, everyone's gonna get James's uh atomic anvil. As a print that as well. Oh, nice. Dude, and we're moving. This thing is still moving. And we're trying to get people, we're trying to get comic shops on it before we, we're done on December 4th with the Kickstarter. It's the best deal anybody's gonna get. Um, and we if you're if you you can email me at Christian at fugitivepoems.com. Uh, you can reach out to me through the Kickstarter, or you can just order at the retail level. Uh, but we want people, guys, go get a physical copy of this. This book that we did that we were so proud of, this little book, this thing is triple the size of it. Am I right, James? My math sucks, right? Yep. Triple the size of it. This is not a, a one-sitting book, and it's this is the beginning. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's what I was saying to Christian when I put it together. Like You, you can't 
you can't just sit down and read through this whole thing. It's like something that you're going to have to go back to. And, uh, cause there's, there's so much in it, like you can see in the, the art that, uh, that you're scrolling through there, Al, there's just so many different styles and, um, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's such an amazing book. It's, uh, I'm so proud. You're giving us options and different stories, something you could dig into, get into different universes, you know, smoke a blunt, drink your beer, and just sit down and just get away from the real world for a minute when you get off work. Instead of choking your boss, pick up this book. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're so excited about it, and Al, getting to talk to you about it is awesome. Or, or choke your boss while reading the book. That's uh, oh, you could do that, you know. When well, you go, Sharks is a great movie. Man. You, you, remember, <laughs> you remember Aliens where they rolled up the magazine? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> don't do that with our book. Get a shitty magazine. No, no, no. Absolutely. I, I, I gotta tell you, or at least read it first before you I keep, I keep getting distracted talking to you because the stuff in your background, I, I we, you, we were talking before about influences. You got spawned there. Todd McFarlane was okay. my 90s. Yeah, but I got every issue to this day. I've spoken to the Godfather several times. He loves it. He seems to love all the Perez brothers, though, because he met my uh, other brother, my baby brother, at another convention, and, and he couldn't, you know, not knowing that we're related. Apparently, they connect. They couldn't stop talking. Then my other brother too, as well. Same thing. They couldn't stop talking. It's like, what is it with Tommy Fallon and the Perezes? Is, is it the same energy? Because he look. He, I get hit up. Like, yo, Todd wants to talk about this. You want to have him on? Like, uh, fuck yeah. I'm not going to fucking say no to the Todd father, son. <laughs> Dude, yeah. my name is in the back of his last Marvel Spider-Man book. My name, he listed fans. Oh, right. Yeah, so my parents, I go to Dragon's Den in Yonkers. That was my <laughs> stop. I pick it up. I can't wait to pick it up because I knew it was his last one before he was going to Image. And then we went to a Chinese restaurant, which isn't there anymore, the Golden Walk, which was an amazing restaurant. Golden Walk. And, and I embarrassed my family completely. It was just, I was an only child at the time. And I'm sitting there, I'm going through my comics while they're getting ready to order. And I stand up, my chair goes flying to the next table behind me. Holy <laughs> crap, I'm in the book. <laughs> my, ah. Like, what is wrong with you? But I looked, I was shocked. He I'm famous, me. mom. Christian DeMatteo, Todd McFarlane typed my fucking name. Nice, nice. Oh, God. so I went back to I get it, it, and bro. I put like every copy they had. When, when he comes on, he says, hey, Al. Just Al, just straight up. You know, not Alex, 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 hey, Al. Like, like, nothing. Like, yo, we own me. I love it. I, I would love to have a beer with him and pick his brain even fucking more. Oh, you know, not, not just as a creator, but he's a great entrepreneur. Yeah, um, yeah, there's so much to learn from him. I mean, for people like that, we gotta we gotta appreciate them while they're here, just like you guys. You guys are doing amazing, and you know, I always like to you know uh, end the show with with the point is give me, let me give you your flowers. Thank you, thank you for being creative. Thank you for sharing of yourselves and putting yourselves out there and putting your time, not being afraid to share that. You know what I mean? I mean, you guys are bold. You guys are brave. So God bless you guys on your journey, and thank you so much for entertaining me with what you do. So. The last thing, you know, and from both of you, and I'll start with James. Um, any advice you want to give to any future creators trying to step into the game that you've learned? Yeah. Um, you know, as an artist, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I've been doing it since I could hold a pencil. But uh, the, the biggest thing that I learned was you know, I, I had worked with lots of people and so forth. But I, I have learned so much hooking up with Christian, you know, just uh, – 
get get yourself out there. Don't be afraid. Don't put, you know, I, for years I had a lot of stuff in my, literally in my closet and stuff, you know, that was my, you know, my personal stuff that I wasn't, you know, doing for work or whatever. And, uh, you know, show it to someone and uh, get, you know, get involved with other people because uh, I have, I have grown so much myself just being with Christian and having his inspiration, being able to bounce ideas back and forth with him. That, that was the biggest thing that I ever did. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't even be, you know, doing this without, without my partner. And, uh, it's such a cool, uh, it's a cool thing because, you know, they're, they're similar. They're both artistic, um, pursuits, but, you know, you can learn so much from a writer and, the writers out there, you know, the opposite, you know, find, find yourself an, an artist and, uh, you know, get, you know, collaborate and have someone depending on you. You know, a lot of artists, you know, it's, it's a, it's a mind game. Like you're always, um, you're always like your own worst enemy and, you know, this isn't good enough and so forth, but you got someone else relying on you and you just put, you put it out there anyways. And you, you sweat a lot more because you, uh, you know, you want to have it perfect to, you know, to represent, you know, what we, what you're doing. And, uh, it's, it's been the greatest thing ever. So, uh, don't, you know, don't be afraid, put your stuff out there. And, uh, you know, art is a journey. It's never, it's never a destination. You know, there's all these people out there, the best, best of the best are still learning, still improving, still making things greater. And if they're not, then they're dead and and their career is over. So, you know, you're, don't compare yourself to others and get yourself, you know, get, get yourself out there and uh, find, find yourself a partner. It's, it's the greatest thing ever. So what, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? And then also any, any advice for future creators on your part, Chris? Get yourself a James. <laughs> Leave mine the hell alone. I don't, I can't tell you how lucky I am to have, first of all, this dude's friendship, which means, the fucking world. I mean, we work together. It's like one mind. And I am so lucky because I look all over the internet and I see all these writers looking for artists. And before I was any good at doing the comic writing, uh, if I even still am, I had this miracle of happenstance, psycho fucking magnetism. That's right. Right. I, I I got to be friends with this incredible artist who wanted to draw my shit, and I—that's te- teaming up. You, you know, uh, Tom Liner in in, in the uh, chat just said, "Get on board with the comic jam." Do you want to talk about a spot of psychomagnetism? These are people that want to make comics together, and you want to find that. And James sees the stuff I write. He makes it. He makes it real. He makes it awesome. He makes it infinitely better. Uh, find somebody you can create with, because that's. I, I write I write novels, short stories, scripts. I do a lot of solitary writing, and I love that spark as well. But it's a whole different explosion when you got someone that sees it the way you do, but also sees it different, right? And yeah, that, man. That that two way hot that two way lane, not that one way road. It's got to be friction, but positive friction. It, yeah. What if we do this? What if we do this? And then that that happens. The fire happens, right? And as far as advice goes, listen, I, I teach writing. I have a, a creative writing company uh, also, tellworthy.com. Uh, I'm a writing coach. Write. You know, that's one of the things you can always do. People, 
my my clients most often and my students as well as well i want one day i want to write a novel you can always write a novel you know james you to do what james does you got to buy all this all this equipment right with writing you got a computer everybody's got a computer shit if you got a cell phone if you're desperate right but just start start writing Right. Is that all the equipment you need, James? That's all I need. You can get you can really get a long way with one of these and uh, some printer paper. Well, same thing for writing. Do it if you got a story and you let it out. And and I see Evan there, and Evan and I talked about this. I'll 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 end with this. We talked about this years ago about writing, and uh, sometimes you get stuck and you don't know what to do. And my advice, my my highly professional intellectual advice is write one shit page a day. <laughs> hey, but you're writing. Yeah. It doesn't need to be good. And I would, I bet it's the same thing for drawing. I don't like, do one shit drawing a day. It doesn't need to be good because they build up, they build up, they build up, and there's gems and all that shit. You're right, though, because, you know, listen, I doodle sometimes, just doodle with my faces, and I'm, like, getting way better with my face. And my wife said, who drew that? I'm like, who the fuck sits here but me? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the end of the day, me? Like, really? They don't no credit given. Like, damn, you're getting better. I'm like, who drew that? I'm like, damn, damn, yo. No I always, I always try to tell my students every bad drawing just is on the way to a good drawing. Absolutely. If yeah, if you don't sit and and, and always finish, always finish your drawings all the way. Don't give up halfway yeah, through. They really got to understand that failure. See whole whole sketchbooks are like half drawings. Just finish them off because that bad drawing that that'll lead to uh, to good drawings eventually. Failing is okay. That's how you learn. It's yeah. okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay to feel like you lost. But that this is why I hate those token trophies nowadays. Participation shit. No, no, no. no. Learn your craft. Work your ass. You did okay, but no, you could do fucking better. Now I'm not giving you no damn trophy just because you did a half-assed job. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know? there's two, there's two things to that, right? That that kids need to learn, especially. One is you didn't make it, right? You didn't do it. it it's the fact. You, you it's okay. But two is it's okay. Yeah. And the, the trophy tells them that they did make it without the real lesson. They lied to them, like some people. You, you know, gotta do. You if you want to get over there, you gotta do better. However, yeah. the other side of it, kid. Isn't proud of you for what you did. You did. You did good. You didn't yeah. win, but you did good. But you know, you, you ain't number one, kiddo, and that's okay. And that's okay. You don't have to be number one, right? Yeah. But it's got to be a number one. It's what it is, man. And if Get you want to be number one, then then fuck do that. the work. Get go for the real one, right? Do like Chris. Do like James. Do the work. Get out there. Show the love. Bless the community. Put positive energy and create successful campaigns. Love That's it. what's popping, right? Love so it. thank you guys for hanging out today, bro. I, I love you guys' energy. I love what you guys are about. I, I love what you guys are doing. So God bless you guys on the journey. So again, folks, you follow, 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 right there, Twitter, everywhere, on, on the gram, all right? Make sure you, you show them the love. Tell them Al Mega Century from Comic Crusaders. And of course, please check out the website right there. And you, and you saw the amazing Kickstarter already. So let me actually, they did send me that name and let me just add it, the, the link. It's not a clickable link, but just so you guys could see it and understand where the hell you yes. guys got to go. go this, to is the right, this is the right link right there. Fusion Phones, Containment Breach, Volume 2, Myth Reborn. 
All right. So that's your link, folks. So go there, you know, support this amazing book that you know is supporting independent creators. This is the future. You're gonna see most of these cats in the big two eventually. That's the real truth. Because this is where they go. You know what I mean? So, Mark, thank you for tuning in. It's my pleasure, Mark. Evan, thank you for tuning in. Kieran, Tom, you know, uh, was it Kevin, Lizette? Yeah, we got mad people tuning in. You know, showing you love, which is which is absolutely fantastic. You see that you have a lot of love behind you already, and yeah, that's all. Know? That's what it takes, right? That's all that matters. Absolutely, absolutely. So, folks, my also tell us what to do with the exception of two things. Please make sure to visit our comic shop at comiccrusaders.shop. And if you want some awesome swag, you know, like like a cap like this and all, all right, check us out at comiccrusaders.us. All right. And with that, thank you for everything. Yo, Christian, James, you guys have been amazing. Thank you. Thank and you, folks. It was a great time. Thank you. Bro. Ahí estamos. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Wepa! Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today.